Welcome to the Campus Rec Magazine podcast, Supplier Voice Edition, featuring your host, Rico Francis, the president of Campus Rec Magazine and Peak Media, and special guest, Scott Dorn, the executive vice president of sales and marketing at Spectrum Industries. Scott, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you for giving Campus Rec the time. Well, thank you for having me, Rico. Very good. So let's just uh, dive right into the questions. Um, first, from a campus rec director's perspective. So if, if I'm a campus rec director, um, explain to me how Spectrum uh, is different from maybe other esports uh, providers or um, how do you guys, you know, how, how are you unique, I guess is what I'm asking. Sure, sure. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to talk and, and good first question. Uh, I think Spectrum uh, approaches the space uh, a little bit differently than some. Uh, we're in really every esports market from K-12 through collegiate through professional. Um, so we've got a good understanding of the entire ecosystem and we have a good understanding of how K-12 feeds into uh, higher education in particular. So uh, as it as it um, as the higher education or, or campus recreation space is concerned, you know, I think we can help a director understand the space, especially those who aren't involved with esports currently. Uh, I think we can connect them to a lot of people who are already working uh, within esports and offering esports to their students, whether it's as intramural uh, activities or whether it's as a, a full scholarship uh, varsity program. Uh, and we have connections to uh, pretty much every technology provider. So, you know, we can be uh, a company that can be utilized, uh, you know, from the early discussions on the why piece of uh, uh, esports and why it's important to a, a college or a university, uh, all the way through helping them plan and source. Uh, and not everybody's willing to do that. Uh, additionally, we do uh, bring some added value in that from a planning uh, standpoint, Spectrum is willing to help out, uh, visit on site, uh, prepare some some uh, uh, even layout examples, uh, both 2D and 3D renderings uh, of their space. So for people who are really struggling with what it would look like visually, um, you know, from a before uh, the room is done to potential for after, they can see the impact of what that space will have. And, and I think there's a lot of value in that alone. And, and not everybody's willing to have as hands-on approach or take as much time uh, and for us, there's you know no cost, no obligation for any of that. So you know we're not charging for consulting, we're not charging for planning. Uh, we want to be a resource. We want to help those collegiate directors uh, onboard esports the right way, make the right decision for their student population. And uh, if we can play a part of that, great. If uh, if they choose to go to another direction, that's fine. Hopefully, we help them on their journey. Very good, uh, Scott. If you can kind of connect the dots for our viewers in terms of how you all impact the bottom line uh, for for Campus Rec. Sure, sure. And uh, I guess I can go back to uh, when I was in college at uh, University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, intramurals was a big part of, you know, fall through spring. And, you know, it was one of those things that impacted my campus life, my student life, and made uh, my college experience more enjoyable. And I view esports uh, and what Spectrum does uh, in that esports realm, uh, the same way. I think it's one of those areas that can be uh, an enjoyable intramural activity. It can also be competition at the highest level, where colleges, through their campus rec, their student services, student life programs, uh, can have a varsity program competing at the highest level, competing for 
divisional championships, um, league championships, and or national championships. And there's another number of uh, colleges uh, across the U.S. who have done just that. Um, you know, some even competing for world championships. So there's there's a lot of colleges already engaged in this. Uh, not everybody is underneath the Campus Rec umbrella. Um, campus okay. Rec is one of three uh, areas where we see it most commonly housed. So that Student Services Campus Rec area, uh, we also see it underneath athletics uh, about an equal amount of time. And then uh, when mm -hmm. it's not, uh, generally under one of the scholastic um, departments, uh, like a computer science uh, department is where it may fall. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of different ways it can be impacted. But when it comes to varsity programs, you know, you're talking about the recruitment and retention of those students. You're talking about, yeah. you know, making their, their life on campus more enjoyable. And I think when you're creating a destination space uh, for esports, uh, that's one of those things that's going to be impactful. And I, I mentioned K-12 a little bit earlier, Rico, and and uh, one of the numbers, one of the, the studies that was done, uh, the survey showed that 80 to 85% of the students participating in esports weren't involved in another thing. They weren't involved in extracurriculars, no sports. They weren't involved in uh, the athletic endeavors. You know, they you know, think of it like chess club through band, uh, through theater, through athletics. Uh, if you're not engaged at any level, chances are you could be left behind, right? So esports is creating an opportunity to bring students in, create that school spirit and, and create that, as, uh, that uh, atmosphere that they're looking for in that destination zone that carries right over into the, the university setting. You wanna bring students into something that's gonna be impactful and you wanna help them find their home on campus. Uh, this is just another one of those ways that uh, schools are doing that. Very good. So um, recruitment, which I didn't even think about that. And then obviously student engagement's a big one. Do you have any uh, specific examples, Scott? And, and maybe you can't share specific schools or but just maybe even, you know, anecdotal information, specific, you know, specific examples to share about how you all have been able to do that to help campus rec. Well, I think that's a fantastic question, and, and we try not to be too invasive on each one of the customers that we work with, but I think one of the big testaments is, is looking at the expansions that programs that we've already helped are, are jumping into. So, you know, we may see some modest starts, uh, may start out with looking at setting up a couple of console gaming stations and maybe you know, 10 to 20 PC stations for an esports environment, maybe a streaming or, or a casting, shell casting, broadcasting uh, station, and then looking at uh, those same schools or universities uh, expanding their space just because the student demand was there. It was so significant. Uh, and then keeping up with uh, open access for students. So students have access to those gaming environments throughout the day, uh, not just during those competitive environments. So um, we've seen that happen uh, a lot of times uh, over the last couple of years. And, and it's been interesting to see the space change um, over that time. You know, the, when people think of gaming, they think of, you know, console use at home. Um, right. know, con consoles, uh, as far as casual gameplay and some competitive titles are, are very popular, but PC gaming uh, far and away uh, outnumbers the console gaming. So you, you really have to look at the space a little bit differently. Uh, then you would look at it in a, a home or a personal setting and and it's pretty rewarding to see the success and the demand for those those stations grow uh, you know those those colleges that you've helped and then them looking okay how do we plan a bigger space a better space 
a more impactful space. And you're seeing a number of universities even jump into planning full-blown arenas. You know, so it's not just a gaming lounge. It's not just a gaming lab or an esports lab. Uh, it's turning into an area where there's actually uh, an opportunity for people to come in and watch the gameplay. You know, so you could actually have people um, paying admission in some cases and other cases are coming just to support the school as well as on-site competition. So just like you might have an intramural uh, competition between colleges in a region uh, for basketball, for volleyball, for a lot of different sports or activities, um, esports is no different. And uh, on the varsity level, they're competing coast to coast. Okay. And then um, obviously, esports is trending. Are there other trends or challenges um, that you all can help uh, Campus Rec with? Yeah, so I, I think one of the things that's been really exciting, and, and I see the talent firsthand uh, when, when I'm on site and our, our team does when we're on site, but uh, looking at the broadcast element uh, within an esports space, um, the talent required uh, and the understanding of the game titles and the play and the action and the, the strategy uh, is so impressive. So you look at the opportunity, the career advancement and those career pathways for students. It's not about holding the controller in most cases. 99% of the students are going to, you know, they'll go pro in something else, uh, just like right. the NCAA commercial, right? right. Um, but you look at the broadcasters in particular, the, the broadcasters are so talented. They're calling action that is far faster paced than an NFL game, a baseball game, a basketball game, a hockey game. Uh, and their ability to analyze and contextualize the action is just unbelievable. So my purview on this is, you know, those students who are heavily involved in, and have a passion for broadcast or want to explore broadcast, I think they can really write their own ticket on, you know, future broadcast careers, if that's of interest, um, because it is it is a, quite the nuanced uh, application for broadcasting, but the people who do it, do it so well. And it is, it's almost mesmerizing to sit down and watch an esports competition and you know, you, you think about the viewership hours, it rivals everything right up to the Super Bowl uh, as mm -hmm. far as viewership numbers. So that broadcast element is so critical uh, to engage the audience. And, um, you know, the people who are tuning in are absolutely passionate uh, about this. So, you know, the fact that, you know, those broadcasters, those collegiate broadcasters can can hold that interest level is so impressive. Um, you know, and I think that feeds right into the broadcast element feeds right into the audiovisual and, and IT industry in particular. And you look at just the amazing opportunities for graduates who are participating at really any level, not just the gameplay, um, but, but people who have been participating in a, could be a club program, you know, it could be uh, the formal team and, and varsity team, um, but they're doing a lot of things from from planning events to you know uh, publicizing and marketing those events to finding sponsors for a program, all of those are direct um, you know skill sets that are applicable to what you and I do on a daily basis. You know, so I think the opportunity for students who get involved with esports is is huge, and you know each one of those is a is an opportunity. So, so we've seen some other trends where they're including team meeting spaces. Right. So you can get together, you can strategize, you can break down film, but you can also strategize about, hey, how are we going to market this this upcoming Super Smash Brothers event? 
you know, where can we go? How can we recruit sponsors? Who's, who's worked with the university in the past? And, you know, creating that lounge environment within the space. So students who really identify this as their go-to area, much like you, or, uh, you and I might have identified, you know, the theater or the gymnasium, you know, those might've been our go-to areas. This can be that go-to destination space for students. So you're starting to see those different elements filter in and it's not just about the number of stations we can pack in, it's about how do we make that space impactful for the university and for the students so they get the most out of it. Um, and that is really, really exciting to see. Very good. Last question. Um, how can our uh, listeners and viewers get in contact with you or the company? That sounds good. Well, my name is Scott Dorn, uh, Spectrum Industries, uh, and our web URL is www.spectrumfurniture.com. Uh, you're welcome to email me at sdorn, S-D-O-R-N, at spectrumfurniture.com. And I'll even relay my cell number, 715-944-9293. Uh, people are more than welcome to, to connect. I like to think of myself as a resource for the industry. Um, so welcome to, to reach out with any question. And I'd say half the time I'm just playing point guard. I'll bring the conversation up the court. And many times I'm going to pull somebody else in, pass the ball to them. At the next buzzer, I'm jumping off. So, you know, if I can help in any way, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Scott, thank you. Thank you uh, for joining me today. And I wish you guys continued success in the future. Yeah. Thanks, Rico. And uh, thanks, everybody who uh, took the time to tune in.